If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. It was a weekend of missed penalties and horrendous VAR decisions as Manchester City and Liverpool draw, Manchester United beat Everton and Leicester City might just be title challengers again. All this on the OTC Podcast Review Show. Hello and welcome to OTC Podcast with me, Regan Walsh, and my guest presenter, Bradley Morris. How are you doing today, Brad? After what I've just seen, how do, how do you think I'm feeling? <laughs> so <laughs> we'll just, this game, just with a disclaimer, we are, I currently have the Arsenal Villa game run right now, and I have never been more furious in my entire life. We'll get on to that in a bit and the disgracefulness of VAR as usual. But we'll start with the big game of this weekend. As we mentioned in our preview show on Friday, Manchester City welcomed Liverpool to the Etihad in what was built up to be the spectacular of the season. And it's safe to say in the first half, it was very end-to-end and Riverside could have won it. But in the second half, it seemed to die down a bit. What are your thoughts on the game on a whole, Brad? I think anyone knows that whenever Sky hype these games up, it never ends the way they want it to. But, but it was quick. It was still open. Yeah. I think... Yeah, it was, it was, it was a good watch. Yeah, but Liverpool's ambition seemed to go in that second half. Yeah, I think the loss of um, Trent uh, in the second half just seemed to stop Liverpool going forward as much as they would usually do counter-attackively and then even um, later on when they took off um, Firmino for um, Jordan Shaqiri before that uh, sorry a couple of minutes before Shaqiri didn't really offer anything in the game at all when he came on like he had a chance straight away for, uh, from the resulting free kick. But after that, I don't think he really offered much in terms of going forward for Liverpool. Uh, the Reds took the lead in that game thanks to uh, Mohamed Salah penalty. What were your thoughts on the penalty incident? Uh, it was rather silly from Kyle Walker. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they can have too many complaints. I guess on that one, he's touched him. It's soft. It, it's the soft ones. Mm. But those, they're going to get given any day. 100% going to get given nowadays when uh, a player feels any sort of contact, they're going to go down. I think, though, uh, he could have stood up and... Uh, Defensively, have done better there, Armane. But then Salah, call as you like, or is the penalty to give them a lead uh, just before 
the 15 minute mark and then 15 minutes later Gabriel Jesus pulled one back for Man City after some great play from Kevin De Bruyne and then some good footwork from Jesus himself to get past the two Liverpool defenders that were closing in on him. It was uh, definitely something uh, the better of the first half and then Second half, City themselves get a penalty. What were your thoughts on that penalty there for City for the handball against uh, Joe Gomez? It's, as we've now become used to, this stupid handball rule. Of course, they're going to give that. Yeah. But what is a defender supposed to do in that situation? Yeah, to me, I don't th- his arms didn't seem in an what unnatural is, position. Here's the rule they need to just put in. Just, just, we need to make sure footballers now just play with their hands tied behind the back. Just mm-hmm. make that a permanent rule. Not as well at <laughs> this point. Yeah, because there was definitely calls for uh, Liverpool to have another one as well themselves in the second half for some uh, a handball incident. I think it was involving uh, João Cancelo a little bit later on. And Again, there wasn't too much difference between Cancelo and uh, Joe Gomez's one, but that was given. And then Kevin De Bruyne took it, and it goes down as the second worst penalty I've seen this weekend. It's not even the, the, you're being incredibly harsh on it. I think it, we've all done that quite a bit. You're placing it that much, you've just overplaced it. It's gone wide. I don't think it's the worst penalty ever, ever. We'll get to the one of the worst penalties ever. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But I think you'd be very harsh. <laughs> maybe it was a little harsh, but a point uh, is even for both sides. Um, heading into the international break, Liverpool sitting third place, level on points with Tottenham second, whilst Man City are down in that eleventh, having played a game less than the team. The few teams above them, due to them starting the season a, a week later, uh, due to progressing so far in the UEFA Champions League. Elsewhere in the Premier League this weekend, the big game on Saturday saw Everton welcome Manchester United to Goodison Park. The Red Devils were coming into this head on the back of a defeat to Istanbul Başakşehir in the Champions League on Wednesday night. And before we get onto the game itself, I want to talk about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's. Uh, comments straight after the game. I don't know if you've seen what well, he said. Um, it's a disgrace how we were selected for the Sunday lunchtime game, considering we played on Wednesday night. And I thought, strange because usually when you play Wednesday evening, such a late time, even whether you're at home or away, as they were in Turkey, Saturday lunchtime was ridiculous. Saturday evening, I could have understood, or three o'clock. But for them to play the early game on that, there was such short time in between. I think it's ridiculous. It's not ideal. I mean, he's pulled that one out straight at the Sir Alex textbook. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's learning. Mm. But, yeah, he's, yeah, I guess I understand. Because... Uh, but you, you can't said, complain. Um, You've just won 3-1. You actually won again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, can't complain. They won 3-1. Goals from... Brace from Bruno Fernandes, though the second one looked like it could have taken a small deflection off Marcus Rashford, but it didn't. Then Edison Cavani scored uh, in stoppage time to wrap up the points for Man United. Um, 
Everton didn't really trouble Man United in that game at all. I mean, it was a good goal for them that they scored, but after that, I think United defensively were very solid for once and managed to cope with the attacking threat of the Toffees. It's, it's weird because we've seen real oh, lost Rodriguez, that's going to be a bit of a, a problem for them. But actually, mm. they've not been too great since they lost Richarlison. Yeah, you, you'd have to say Richarlison's definitely been the bigger miss for Carlo Ancelotti's side rather than the game or two that they were without uh, Hammers. Um, the main talk, or another main talking point I want to talk oh, no, about. The main talking point has just happened. <laughs> Go on. No, it's What's a happened? shitty decision that we would just. Oh. <laughs> it gets it takes oh, the anger over just you know saying it was on this is released. It's oh. what's happened. No, it's it's the oh, the decision. We obviously already know it. Ah, I thought you were saying Arsenal scored then. Oh no, you'll know when Arsenal scored. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So main talking point from that game, I'd say, or another big talking point was Pickford's challenge on Harry Maguire. It's Can we count that as a Yes. There you go. It's a dangerous challenge on the... He, he, there's the intent there to danger an, an opponent. I think the only way, again, how he's got rid of this is because Maguire seemed to push him, I say with inverted commas, fractionally before the leg swing comes out. There's no excuse so for a goal inside the leg that way. Oh, no, there isn't. Again, I don't there, know if I've ever seen a goalie more panicky in the penalty box than him. Yeah. And it makes me question, why did Ancelotti bring him back? I mean, last week, uh, Robin Olsen, yeah, they lost, but I think he had a sturdy debut. And I think uh, Pickford should have been rested, certainly for club boys, until after this international break. Because I think a big game like this one against Man United, the pressure was always going to come onto him to see if he does anything crazy. And again, he did swinging his leg out, potentially injuring Maguire. Luckily, it wasn't as bad as uh, the virtual Van Dijk one, where he has ended Van Dijk's season. But again, it's dangerous play from Pickford. And once again, very lucky to have stayed on the pitch for that game. Um, another talking point I'd say from that game was... The amount of fouls in it to be more like um, a wrestling match than a football match with the amount of tackles. As a wrestling fan, I don't know if you <laughs> can, can use that reference. I mean, there was 31 fouls. My maths is correct. Yeah, 31 fouls in the game. Man United conceding 19, Everton conceding 12 with... Six yellow cards brandished in the game by the referee. And it just seemed that. Well, surely Ollie's been complaining about that then, not the traffic. Well, yeah. There's so many fouls in a game, that's going to add to injuries. Well, yeah, because I mean, it cost Luke Shaw his afternoon and he's presumably going to be out for some time. I think he also mentioned about uh, Lindelof being injured as well. Or having a slight niggle. So, 
I think yes, that is um, probably the main talking point rather than the game delays. Uh, elsewhere in the Premier League, uh, the other big game of the weekend saw Leicester City play Wolves. Uh, Leicester won the game one 0 thanks to the Jamie Vardy penalty. Um, a I bit of a result. <laughs> A bit of a surprise result. I think we both said on Friday that we expected a draw, but Wolves just couldn't find a way past Casper uh, Schmeichel. And with the result, Leicester now go to the top of the Premier League table, heading into the international break with a point lead over both Tottenham and Liverpool. Could this be another season where Leicester are potentially title winners or at least title challengers? I still think it may be early for the title challengers talk. Mm. But, you know, we were saying the same thing last year as well. And it's... Exactly. So, it is them carrying on from last season? I guess you sort of call it. Well, from what they did pre-lockdown, because once they came back after the lockdown, they were one of the worst sides in terms of form in the league. And you're not finishing in fifth place, was it? Oh, but yes, yeah. Mm. So uh, they'll be certainly hoping for something better this time around and get him back into the Champions League. Um, elsewhere, Spurs beat West Bromwich Albion 1 0 today, thanks to uh, Harry Kane 88th minute winner. You gotta say, um the Baggies defence uh defended really well for the majority of the game, keeping Spurs just to the one goal. However, it's not looking good for Slavin Bulic's side who are still without a win this season and have only picked up three points, which sees them currently sit in eighteenth place. Uh on Saturday, West Ham beat Fulham in the London Derby, thanks to a stoppage time winner from Thomas Suchek. Mm-hmm. West Ham climb up to a 12th place with their victory, uh, a point behind Manchester City, whilst Fulham, again, we talked about uh, on the previous show, could this be the start of something new, but I definitely feel like you spoke too early with that. I don't tell where this one's getting rolled out as well. (laughs) No, it's an own goal from Saka, so it's not going to be ruled out if it's an own goal. Unless there was offside in the build-up. Yeah, 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 I've just got it up on one football. Yes. Fulham, you said on Friday, it looked like there was a start of something new with their victory early on in the week. Um, It seems like you spoke too soon following their defeat to West Ham and things have gone back to reality. I wasn't predicting that Fulham were going to start this massive resurgence. I definitely had West Ham winning this game, but it really wasn't as straightforward as, I guess, many others would have predicted. I never said they were going to get battered. No, um, you actually said, I'll get that because we did our predictions, you said 2-0 to West Ham, so you wasn't too far off. I said 3-1 to the West Ham. I mean, it doesn't matter well, whether any of the scores I was right. Just, just end it. Cancel. Cancel. Stop the count. Stop the, ca- Stop exactly. the count. Exactly. If he's allowed to, I'm allowed to as well. We don't need to check the others. Yeah. Just call with the prediction uh, king now. Elsewhere. Just ignore it. <laughs> uh, on 
Saturday Eve. Ooh, LCB, the beat Sheffield United 4-1. Chelsea beat Sheffield United 4-1, uh, coming back from a goal down after David McGoldrick scored after nine minutes. And then Tammy Abraham Benchil uh, put the Blues 2-1 up going into the second half. And then second half goals from Thiago Silva. And three minutes later, Timo Werner give Frank Lampard sides three points. Uh, they're, they're looking really good. Yeah, it was just something like uh, he said. Just to be honest, it was Hakim Ziyech, was he? Most chances in a single game? Yeah, Ziyech was phenomenal. But I'd love to have Grealish, his stats against Liverpool, compared against that, but yeah, carry on. Mm. Definitely Ziyech was uh, Chelsea's key player in that game. Uh, the other game on Saturday, uh, as we've already talked about the other games, uh, Crystal Palace beating Leeds United 4-1. That was definitely the surprise of the weekend. Yes, Patrick Bamford getting ruled out uh, for the equaliser five minutes after Scott Dan had given Palace the lead. I mean, he's been ruled offside for pointing where he wants the ball, even though they all say you can't be offside from your hands because it's got to be from a part of the body that you can score with. I, I, I would argue, I would argue, Matthias Gleek should know exactly where to put the ball to Bamford. Mm, no, I'm joking, yeah. I'm joking. Obviously, Bamford's not in the wrong in this. <laughs> no. It's once again, I said it on Friday, VAR in the Premier League is getting used wrong, and I don't know why they keep getting so many decisions so badly wrong. Like... It should be clear and obvious offside, or he got like a good yard. Not this. His arms, oh, his legs are like behind over the last defender. Is they're not in line at any point. Yeah, exactly. It's just, uh, it's just it is. It's just it's so infuriating for fans of the Premier League, not just of Leeds United, but. The league on a whole of how badly VAR has been used, but um, definitely the shock of the weekend. Palace scoring four goals. Admittedly, one of them was an own goal from Helder Costa. Um, good win for Palace. I think they looked quite decent as well against Leeds throughout the game. They're a decent side. You just don't see them shoot much. Which yeah, you could also prize their clinic, how clinical that can be. Yeah, I mean, they had 10 shots in the game with six on target. So Roy Hodgson deserves the most amount of praise he's had in years. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's done a phenomenal job there. He's, definitely. So, I mean, I think the main bit of success really was them managing to keep on hold on to Wilfred Zaha because he's one of their key players. Uh, as always would be uh, at Palace, and he's done really well there. And then um, Erebice Ezzi had a phenomenal game. Uh, the free kick that he scored was really good. So uh, definitely good uh, result for Palace, which the result sees them into eighth place, whilst Leeds slip into 15th. Um, Friday games saw... Brighton and Burnley in the early kickoff in 
what was possibly one of the worst games of the season. Skip. Nothing's Skip. happened in this <laughs> Nil nil. Um we both predicted draws but nothing happened in it. And then Again, the other game on Friday, Southampton Southampton beating Newcastle two nil at St Mary's. Um we said on Friday would Shea Adams be able to fill the boots of Shane Long and it only took him seven minutes to do so. So fill the boots of Shane Long. <laughs> Sorry, Danny Ings, Danny Ings, Danny Ings. We got the wrong injured player. You got the wrong injured player. There's no way in this. I got the wrong, not the wrong injured player. Shane Long's not even injured. The wrong player. Shane Long's fit because he came on in the second half for Theo Walcott. I got the complete wrong player there. Sorry. Yes, he came on. um, Did really well, uh, Southampton. Again, under Ralph Parsonhotel. He's got him playing really well. And. I think they just go on. They're going somewhat unnoticed. I mean, yes, for a brief period of time on Friday, going into Saturday before the lunchtime kickoffs, they were top of the table, and they stayed there until today, wasn't it? I believe they're oh, second or third now. I'm very unsure. Uh, they drop. Uh, they're into fourth. Fourth because uh, Liverpool took a point and Spurs took a victory. Okay. But I know Leicester is up. That's uh, and as it stands, Villa are fifth, so or sixth. Um, yeah, sixth played a game less than Chelsea, and Chelsea got three better goal difference. Just not avoid the season, Arthur. <laughs> uh, overall, looking into the international break, you've got to say Slaven Bilic. Uh, West Brom, Sean Deutsch at Burnley and Chris Wilder at Sheffield United would be happy that we've gone into an international break to take some of the thinking off the uh, very hard Premier League season for the three sides this season. Um, If you used to have any hedges on who would be the first manager sacked out of those three, who would you reckon it would be? It's Slavin Village. You reckon he'll I have be no hesitation. It'll be Slavin Village. Mm. If if it's not that, he resigns. Because as we yes. you know, Albion sporting family. Was yeah. there was something about he he was unhappy at a transfer? Yeah, so, uh, so... there's already the, there's already the bad relationship now. Yeah, because they got rid of. Uh, defender Ahmed Hagazi to Al Ittihad in Saudi Arabia uh, the other week, uh, even though Village uh, reportedly told the board that not to sell him at any cost, and they've uh, allowed him to go out on loan for the remainder of the season with the option to buy at the end of it. So that's what uh, made Village uh, angry, and there was rumours day or so after the transfer had gone through that uh, he could possibly walk but obviously as of recording he's still there and I don't think he'll get sacked just yet I think maybe come towards the end of the month he might do depending on how they do after the international break because I mean I think he's got one game left and that isn't an easy fixture 
it's Manchester United next yeah. after the international break. Not an easy fixture, you would say. <laughs> well, afterwards, he's got three very. You know, you know, it is exactly well, the same. Classes of... winnable games. Mm, he could win against United, but I don't see it happening, even in United's current form. But after that, they've got Sheffield United there at the end of the month, and then Palace and Newcastle to start December. I'm just saying so the best passes ever. Need to start picking up. <laughs> I think Village will start need to start picking up the points soon before, otherwise he could be his job couldn't be on threat. Uh, elsewhere in the world. Yeah, I think if not after the Man United game, after the Sheffield United game, he'll be the first one to go. Elsewhere in the world of football in Italy, Lazio and Juventus drew 1-1. Starpitch time equaliser from Philippe Casado ruined the three points for Andrea Polo's side, who have now got injury doubts over Cristiano Ronaldo after the Portuguese superstar went off with an ankle injury, though he's set to have uh, tests in the coming days to decide the extent of his injury. Oh, not to discuss it, to disclose it. Uh, Ronaldo did score. Well, I'm sure they will discuss for... it. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, you, Ronaldo scored after 15 minutes to give the old lady of Turin the lead. Um. So since coming back in three games, he has been involved in three goals, or he has scored three goals since his return from COVID-19. Inter Milan uh, could only draw with Atalanta. Inter take it, they took the lead just before the hour mark, thanks to Lautaro Martinez. But 10 minutes from time, Alexi Miranchuk equalised for Atalanta. Results leave... Atalanta in sixth, Inter in seventh, and Juventus are down in fifth. At the top of the table, AC Milan still have a two-point gap over Sassuolo, though the Rossoneri are currently in the opening stages of their game and have just gone 1-0 down to Hellas Verona. I'm not too sure who's just scored because it's literally just happened. Napoli beat Bologna 1-0. Though, again, they had another VAR controversy after Victor Osserman's goal was disallowed just after half-time. In Germany, the big game this weekend, as we mentioned on Friday, was the clash between Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich at Signal Juna Park. Did you manage to catch any of the game? See, I'm very guilty here because I... Missed the whole thing. Mm. I, I've only seen the highlights and missed it, but just a little discussion. Robert Lewandowski mm-hmm. is almost certainly a Ballon d'Or winner or best player this year. Yeah. Not by far. If, 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 if Lionel Messi is even in the conversation, then that's wrong. Well, I think they said they cancelled it this year because of the pandemic. The Ballon d'Or award. Football's still gone on. I'm sure they. Yeah, football might have still gone on, but because there was a lot of other leagues that got cancelled towards the end of last season, so they're so... not counting toward. They're not counting it. But yes, I think uh, without a shadow of a doubt, Lewandowski would have won the Ballon d'Or. It's so wrong. It's it's so wrong for him not to win anything, given the the records he's been breaking this year. The amount of goals he scored, it's unreal. Yeah, I mean. 
he scored 11 goals now in the Bundesliga, which is the fastest amount uh, after, I think, seven games in the Bundesliga, if I remember correctly. Yeah, after seven games in the Bundesliga, he's the fastest player to get into double figures after breaking his own record from last season. Uh, he did score a hat-trick of goals, though two were ruled out for offside, one early on in the game and uh, one in stoppage time, though the other goal-scoring menace in Germany was Erling Haaland, who continued his goal-scoring form uh, despite losing the game 3-2. Elsewhere in the Bundesliga, RB Leipzig continued their impressive home form this season. Uh, they've now won the last five games in all competitions after winning yesterday um, 3-0 to Freiburg. And the big game of today saw Bayer Leverkusen play Borussia Mönchengladbach. And although Mönchengladbach lost 4-3, um, there was a spectacular goal in that game. I mean, me and you have both seen it from Valentino Lazaro. I mean, so what a phenomenal goal that was. It's one of them that, although they lost, he could easily win the Pushkas goal of the year for that strike. I'm trying to think of... I can't think of much airstrikes of the season, to be fair, or of the year. Maybe not as good as that one, but... It's got to be one, surely. Oh, oh God. Oh, Arsenal nearly just passed it into their own net. That's was just amazing. No worries. Um, so, as we said, we're now heading into the international break. Um, there was some news earlier on today being reported around by various sources that uh, England's game against Iceland could be in doubt after the UK put a travel ban or Wait, I don't know an isolation it. ban on the... those incoming big, big from Denmark. Go ahead. Why would they want to ban a trip to Iceland when it's a very short trip down the road? Whatever. Um, <laughs> yes, so there's a, the UK put a travel ban on people coming from Denmark and I don't know whether they're classing... I don't know whether people from Iceland or players from Iceland have to travel to Denmark to get to England. I mean, let's face it, was, we don't even know uh, if we should be staying at home or not, so who gives... <laughs> yeah, so there's talk of that game being in doubt. I know... In Germany, Bundesliga side Werder Bremen have not allowed their players to join up with international teams over COVID fears. Uh, there was the main one was, uh, well, the main player that I can think of was Tahith Chong, who's on loan at Bremen from Man United. He's not been able to join up with the Dutch national side. But I mean, talking of these games, what is really the point of this? Uh, UEFA Nations League tournament, Malarkey. I still don't understand it. It's the like friendly, it's more competitive. How do you not know this? Do you not hear what FIFA have to say about this? I don't really pay attention to it. I don't watch any of them. They're just boring. We know they're boring, but they. But I know um, the South American sides will be playing qualifiers for the World Cup in 2022. Um, and I'm not too sure if the African nations have been drawn for that yet. I don't think so, because they've got the African Cup of Nations coming up. So that's not happening. 
Yeah, I think it's been rescheduled to next summer because I think it was initially meant to be in January of next year, but obviously with COVID going on, it's been pushed back. Um, Ollie Walker's hold up play is amazing. <laughs> elsewhere in football, uh, in the Women's Super League, uh, massive congratulations goes out to Ellen White, who joins Vivian Miedemar in becoming the second player to score 50 goals. She did so in Man City's A1 win yesterday over Bristol City, getting a brace. Um, although that was a great achievement for Adam White, I think the main talking point for that game for me was certainly the great strike from Kira Walsh, the relations before you go there. There's definitely uh, relations. He wishes. Definitely. No, no, she, she plays for Man City. Definitely, I don't wish any relations. Uh, but yeah, it's it a great strike. Anyway. <laughs> Elsewhere in the WSL, Tottenham drew with Reading 1-1, but the main talking point was that we got to saw, see Alex Morgan for the first time in a Spurs kit since her move to England. Uh, Morgan had missed a lot of games due to injury and recently given birth earlier on uh, this year to her daughter Charlie uh, so she played the last 20 minutes as Spurs drew 1-1 uh, in today's games in the WSL Chelsea put four past Everton Penilla Harder Beth England scoring a brace and Yi So Yun scoring uh, West Ham beat Bristol uh, Birmingham City 2-1 Emily Van Egmond and a Claudia Walker own goal gave the Hammers their first First three points of the season after coming from 1 0. Uh, Aston Villa women got their first win of the season, beating Brighton and Hove Albion 2 0. Ramona Petzelberger and Anita Asante with the goals. And I've got to say, uh, Petzelberger's goal is definitely one to go and look up. Um, all you've got to do there. If you want to see any of the highlights of any of the games in the WSL, is sign up to the FA Player. It's free to do. All you need, all you have to do, is put in your email address and uh, create a password, and then verify your email. They'll send you an email, and you just verify it, and you can watch all the WSL games that aren't on TV for free, and watch all the highlights of the games. And the big game of the weekend saw Manchester United take on Arsenal at Lee Sports Village. And it was Manchester United who won 1-0 thanks to an Ella Toon goal after great work from Jessica Sixworth on the right flank, uh, seven minutes from time. Man United dominated the game and uh, definitely deserved to win. They could have scored more goals themselves. Uh, though I've got to give a massive credit to the two defenders, uh, Millie Turner and Amy Turner. Again, no relations between them two. Uh, they controlled Arsenal striker Viviana Miedemar very well throughout the game and stopped her from getting on the score sheet or having much impact. Uh, the result means Manchester United go top of the table after six games and hands Arsenal their first defeat of the season. Um, whilst it's meant in national break, this weekend come in. Uh, this weekend, so the 14th and 15th, the WSL, so the Women's Premier League, are doing a staggered uh, game for all the games. So you can watch all the games throughout the weekend uh, with two of them being on BT Sport, one being on the BBC Red Button and the other games 
being shown on the FA player. So uh, the games that you've got look, to look forward to are Manchester United, Man City, uh, 12.30 on the 14th on BT Sport, followed by Aston Villa, Birmingham City. That's available on the FA player. Everton Reading at 4.30 on the red button on the FA player. Bristol City versus Tottenham 6.30. And then on Sunday, West Ham Brighton at 12.30 on the FA player and Arsenal versus Chelsea at 2.30 on BT Sport. So if you're not a fan of international break and you don't want to watch lower league football, I highly recommend checking out that Women's Football Weekend uh, We'll leave all the details of it again on our Twitter page of the games that you can watch next weekend. The FA Cup first round proper happened this weekend, Brett, and there was definitely some upsets in the competition. Oh, I love the FA Cup. What's not to like about it? Uh, it's a very long tournament. It means yeah, more yeah. games for the bigger sides. I, I am a very big believer uh, in the romance of the cup. Uh, for me, over the last few years, the FA Cup has lost its magic. I know. Once we've passed the fourth round, yes. <laughs> Unless yeah. we're in it. Like yes. the f- yeah. The first couple of rounds, I think, are always good when you get to see like a lower league side beating uh, some of the higher league sides. But once it gets to all the Premier League teams and the occasional championship side that does well, I think it then becomes a bit of a bore, but there was definitely some uh, upsets this weekend. We saw 10 non-league teams progress to the, the second round, with the biggest winners being uh, Marine beating Colchester United 5-3 on penalties. And elsewhere, Wigan Athletic lost to Chorley 3-2 today. Big, 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 big rivals, Chorley. Yes. Um, elsewhere, you got uh, and a very entertaining game between Crawley Town and Torquay United that went to extra time, which saw Crawley score twice in extra time it needs to be said uh, as well. in the second half, winning five six uh, six five. It needs to be said as well. It was oh, I can't remember the actual scores. I don't know if it was five three. And this point but they end up being like 20 plus minutes of added time because of an injury to the goalkeeper of talk oh he was talking i don't know which team it was whose goalkeeper got injured but the crawley ended up scoring twice in that added time and sending it to extra time uh it was the talkie keeper uh, sorry crawley town keeper thomas mcgill that got the injured yeah and then talkie scored the two goals to send it to extra time and then in extra time, uh, Talk United scored three goals. A brace from Tom Nichols and Ashley Nadison getting the winner at two minutes from time. So that was definitely a very entertaining game to watch. Uh, elsewhere, Doncaster United beat FC United Manchester 5-1. And the other big result of the weekend was the early game yesterday, which saw Bradford City put seven past Tombridge Angels. That's all the football news that happened, I believe. So there hasn't been anything else, unless you want to add anything. Well, it's just a joy to watch Jack Grealish every week. I do That's, want to add, though. That, that is... Uh, 
You know, a few moments ago, I mentioned AC Milan were 1-0 down to Hellas Verona. Okay, so they know winning 2-1. <laughs> no, they're losing 2-0. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> League leaders AC Milan are 2-0 down to fourth place Hellas Verona. You say that now, but it'll be 3 to, to AC <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I believe that is all the footballing stories from around the world. Uh, I don't believe anything else has happened. Anything you can think of? No, it's good to model this other than VAR is rubbish. Yep, that's going to stay as usual. VAR being rubbish. Uh, yep, that's all. Right, so thank you for joining us today as we have gone through all the weekend's results and the big talking points. We'll be back later on in the week to look at uh, some of the international fixtures that we have going on. And uh, we'll remind you again of the women's uh, weekend that the FA have done with the staggered kickoff times. So no, we're not sponsored. Yes, uh, we're not sponsored by them, but it is definitely worth checking out. So, once again, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from my co-host, Bradley Morris. And we will see you later on in the week. Thank you.